Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Another edition of the Illegal Motion College Football Podcast in Nashville, Tennessee. I'm Professor Matt Perkins. And a quick bubble screen across the Harpeth River from me here in the Music City. It's our own offensive coordinator, the coach, Corey Burton. What's up, guys? Uh, I may sound a little bit different today because um, I have caught the bubble screen and I am now on the run. So um, I'm actually a moving target right now. So Matt is displaying his accuracy and being able to find me. So um, excited to be here. Uh, this is a topic that I've been longing to discuss uh, because we get to each share our stadium experiences, and I imagine mine will be a vast difference between uh, with uh, versus y'all's because I've been uh, y'all been to more stadiums than I have collectively, but um, some of the experiences I have are all over the place. So I'm I'm excited to to be here for another edition of it, and uh, I hope big things are afoot. So if you're out there. Give us some feedback, uh, Illegal Motion uh, College Football Podcast. We are on Twitter at Illegal underscore pod. Is that correct, Matt? Um, illegal underscore motion. Yes, Illegal underscore motion. I knew I had it right. All right. Um, well, um, we can't uh, get started without the third amigo in the second city, a man who is a bit concerned about the le- mental state of Larry Fedora. It's our intrepid blogger <laughs> from Big Ten and Counting, Josh Cook. Oh, man, where did we get on that guy? He's, like, losing it, you know? Uh if you want to do your sport a favor, uh, don't be questioning science of stuff. Don't sound like a caveman. And don't say that the uh, end of football is going to ruin our great nation. Yeah, that, uh, just, that, a, a, just a bit of hyperbole there from yeah. uh, the headman of the Tar Heels. Well, yeah. we are just around the corner from fall Might be camp. former headman of the Tar Heels if their season uh, goes anything like last year. See. Yeah. Well, uh, I, guess that's, I guess that's teasing our ACC preview that'll be up TBA. Uh, yes. And, um, well, we're just around the corner of fall camp starting up. So our conference previews will be uh, hitting the ground running very soon. But it's still mid-July. It's still the summer. So we're going to do one last uh, fun time show, uh, this time talking stadiums, game day traditions, game day experiences, you know, what – what have been our best experiences? Uh, where do we want to go? What's our sort of our bucket list? Um, and what makes for a great atmosphere? Uh, Josh, uh, you were sort of the genesis for this uh, idea, so I'm going to let you uh, take it away. I mean, I, you want to start by talking about what's so great about Iowa? Yeah, that sounds like a good place to start. You know, whenever you do rankings, it's really hard to be unbiased. So what I did was just pull out Iowa and Wisconsin and didn't even include them in my rankings because otherwise it wouldn't have been as good a ranking. But, uh, Matt, I'll, I'll let you talk more about Wisconsin than I will. Uh, just three things real quick that I want to touch on. Madison, and I know you'll go into bigger detail, but jump around amazing tradition, outstanding band. Uh, my one negative with Wisconsin, student section is really late arriving, and they are beyond annoying. They have some really bad cheers. I think none more annoying, Matt, than the when the PA addresser goes, first and 10, Wisconsin, and then the whole student section echoes, first and 10, Wisconsin. Like, yeah, that, they, they weren't doing that when, uh, you know, during our early years there, Josh. They didn't really start that till we were about, or till I think you were a junior and I was a senior or thereabouts. Um, yeah, you, know who, you know who has annoying cheers for first downs? Minnesota. Oh, yes. And Purdue. So, uh, Wisconsin, dial back the cheering for first downs. Yeah, that's a plus. You're, you're better than that, Wisconsin. Yeah. Um, but I will talk about my hometown, Iowa City, home of the University of Iowa, home of Kinnick Stadium. And the first thing that people need to realize is there's a lot of preconceived notions about Iowa as a state and Iowa City as a town. Um you know, my girlfriend just went there for the first time. She thought Iowa was super flat, had pictures of Kansas in her mind. It's not. We've got rolling hills. It's green. The town is amazing. I have never known anyone to only go to Iowa City once. 
Everyone who's been there wants to go back repeatedly. It's an amazing town. Uh, in terms of the game day, I love the home black uniforms and Iowa by into that by blaring back in black as the team walks out on the field. Uh, they've got the swarm. That's where all the Iowa players are, you know, holding hands and, and running out together. Uh, they play a little excerpt of Niall Kinnick's Heisman Trophy speech. I think that's really cool. I think that's nice for outsiders to know who the hell the stadium's even named after. Um, I like how the band comes out, the PA announcer's like, are you ready for the boom? And then all the drums, like, bang their bass drum and stuff, and the band runs out. It's not as good as Wisconsin's band, but it's still uh, one of the better bands I've seen. And then can't talk about Kinnick without one of the truly great, funny inside things about college football, the pink locker rooms. Uh, former coach Hayden Fry, sociology major, found pink to be a calming color. Put that up in the visitor's locker room. Try and play some mind games. Uh, Hayden always said that if the opposing team was talking about the locker rooms, he's already won. Bo Schembechler was so freaked out by them, he had uh, people put up newspapers to block the pink. Uh, Jim Harbaugh continued that tradition, and uh, Jim Harbaugh has not won in Kinnick as a head coach. So locker rooms are doing their magic, but Iowa, great place to go to a game. Uh, coach, I would love for you to see it because I think, uh, I think it'll blow you away. Yeah, I'm excited, man. Uh, I would love to get a tour of, of Kinnick Stadium and see the pink locker room and, and just kind of experience all that. And I think it would be fun um, if I could ever – uh, work it out financially and, and time-wise uh, to get out to a game at Kinnick. I would love to go there. I would love to go to Madison. I've heard you guys talk numerous times about the cool stuff that happens in each of those towns. So I would be willing to visit. I, I, I admittedly knew nothing about Iowa. I thought they had kind of a cool stadium just watching them on TV. I love their uniforms, as, as I talked about in the our uniform shows of the past. So um, – you know, there, there's a lot of good things that Iowa has going for them. Um, I just don't know much about them. And I, I've never really watched a lot of Big Ten football um, because a lot of the big uh, SEC games were um, going on at the same time as Big Ten. And so I kind of just gravitated towards that. And a lot of times I was tailgating. So um, if I caught some Big Ten football, great. Uh, it's just whatever – I was at the mercy of whatever somebody had on their tailgate uh, most of the time. Well, Coach, what – I mean, obviously, as a Georgia alum, you have uh, very fond memories, I'm sure, of your game day experiences and traditions um, there in Athens. What, well, what's the best part about going to a dogs game? Well, um, I'll, I'll say this before I get into Sanford Stadium. Um, everybody's fighting for second place. Um, I'll be very biased in my rankings. I don't really care. Um, so I'll be very biased and say Sanford Stadium is, is in my mind, um, one of the greatest places to watch college football. Um, what you'll see, uh, one thing that you have to do, um, if you're a first time, um, traveler to Sanford Stadium is you have to participate in the dog walk. It is insane. There is people, I would say probably 30 deep, um, on both sides, all the way up to, uh, Lumpkin Street. And that's where they that's where they drop off. The team gets dressed, or they used to get dressed at at their uh, at their facility and bus over. But now they they bus over in in suits and uh, they get off and walk down the dog walk. But what you'll see is the buses will be rocking back and forth when they get there. Uh, the players will be so hyped up, and then they just kind of take that long long walk from Lumpkin Street into the stadium. Uh, they're actually doing renovations to put the home locker room on. The, uh, the bridge side of the stadium so they don't have to walk across the field and, and uh, it saves them probably 500 steps each. So um, they're building a new recruiting lounge as well. So they, they've got some renovations going on at Sanford Stadium. They've changed the video board probably about a dozen times um, trying to get it right. I think they finally did get it right. It's a huge screen now. So um, the in-game experience, obviously the dog walk before the game, uh, you get to hear all the, the red coat band the Redcoat marching band songs that they that, that we play, um, junkyard dogs, uh, all that stuff. So uh, it's a lot. It's a it's a it's a huge fun uh, environment. Uh, you get up early, you tailgate. As soon as the sun comes up, you go watch the dog walk. Then you go back and have your last few last last few beverages and and last plate of food, and then you make your way back to the stadium and, and you go in. So there's it it holds about ninety five thousand people. 
and it is insane. Um, right before uh, kickoff, they have a they have a uh, highlight video that's narrated by the, the one of the greatest radio announcers in all of college football, Larry Munson, um, as they play the Battle Hymn of the South. Uh, they have a lone solo trumpet trumpet player that sits in the south corner of the end zone, and he plays the battle hymn, and then they play the video, and then uh, right before kickoff they play Baba O'Reilly the Who, sorry, yeah, Baba O'Reilly by the Who, and uh, teams run out. They they call the dogs. They one side yells Georgia, the other side yells Bulldogs, and then of course uh, I'll have to share this video with you guys. Um, they play the song called Krypton uh, right before the right as the, the quarter strikes uh, fourth. So you hold the fours up. You have the uh, cell phones that light up, and I think that's really cool. Uh, I'll show you one where they took over Notre Dame Stadium with Krypton, and Notre Dame just did not know what to do. Uh, so they, they tried to play some, some rap music to drown out uh, Krypton. So it's pretty cool. I'll show you that video. Um, Georgia fans taking over. So um, – if you ever make it to Athens, I mean, it's everything you want in a college town. It's a very, very small town, but it's packed full of, of fun things to do. So um, if you're ever wanting to go to a Georgia game, we could try to make that work out as well. All right. Well, uh, I, I came up with a list of uh, the 10 best things about a UW game day. Um, so I will go in uh, the proper reverse order. Uh, Josh already commented on probably the biggest negative, which is the student section um, being late arriving and having some bad chance. Uh, I could not agree with that anymore. So I mean, if uh, it's a, let's be honest, Matt, if it's an 11 o'clock start, most of that student section isn't getting there until about 1230. Yeah, I, I'd say something like midway in the second quarter. Yeah. Midway in the second quarter. So, like, like, you're looking like an hour into the game probably because uh, they've been spending a little much time on Regent Street. But um, uh, for me, this is my personal list of the 10 best things about UW game day. Number 10, uh, the pregame bash at Union South. Uh, you got part of the band there. They're doing stuff. Cheerleaders are there. It's fun, but no alcohol available at Union South uh, typically at that, part, at that time of the day. So it uh, gets knocked down just a little bit. Number nine. Uh, the UW Marching Band uh, halftime show uh, with by director Michael LaCrone. Um, uh, always a good show. Uh, Badgers never really disappoint with a marching band performance. You're going to notice that a lot of the best parts about uh, my UW game days uh, involve the band, and there's a reason for that. Wisconsin is one of the best marching bands in the entire country. Uh, number eight, uh, Greek Cheer, the... Uh, You've said it all, the takeoff of the old Budweiser ad of when you say Budweiser, you've said it all. But it was Georgia Tech does that, by the way. Yeah. Well, when you say Wisconsin, you've said it all. Uh, great chant, always fun. Um, uh, to go along with that, I also enjoy uh, the beer barrel polka. Um, but number seven, uh, Josh, do you, have, did you ever go uh, and watch uh, the tubas on Breeze Terrace before the game, just sort of like waddling around? Uh, you know, I think I caught them, like, walking over to the stadium. I don't think I actually ever saw the true. Like, yeah, so walk, one, one of the really cool things that uh, – one of the really cool things that uh, the EW Marching Band does is their tubas uh, on game day. They will sort of march down uh, Breeze Terrace, which is a street right behind the stadium, um, and it's sort of they go bump womp 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 it's sort of they sound like the oopaloopas um and it's kind of hilarious especially when you've had a few uh adult beverages um you know imbibed before then uh it, they're, they're great to just uh to follow around uh, on breeze terrace they basically just go down in front of all of the house parties and things like that that are happening before the day uh, before the game, I should say. Uh, number six, uh, Josh, uh, this actually, I, I would consider almost more of a hockey tradition, but the time warp. Um, it's a great dance from Rocky Horror Picture Show. Uh, it's been co-opted by the UW uh, band student section. Uh, time warp, always uh, always a good one. Uh, number five, uh, sing along, Josh. Build me a buttercup. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, there, there's a lot of different sing-alongs that uh, UW students do, you know, Twist and Shout, Sweet Caroline. Those other are a little cliched. I still think Build Me a Buttercup is uh, sort of unique to Madison in that way. And uh, I always really got into it. Uh, but number four, Josh, um, The Wave. And now most people, you think, oh, The Wave, oh, we, you do that at every stadium. Uh, that is not so at Camp Randall now. Uh, Josh, 
for uh, for coach, how how would you how would you uh, how would you describe the way that the the wave moves inside the confines of Camp Randall? So the first thing is uh, to do an impromptu wave is really difficult. Uh, so Wisconsin has kind of eliminated that by there's sort of a set time somewhere in the second quarter, right? Um, yeah, that they do it. Yeah. Um, Usually about, like, you know, a third of the way into the second quarter, maybe, like, yeah. 10 minutes left in the first half, something uh, like that. So everyone's kind of expecting it. And it starts in the student section, uh, go, just goes right around the stadium, just one time, normal speed, no problem. And as soon as it gets back to the student section, then it's the slow-mo, and this one takes a good five minutes, maybe, to work itself all the way around the stadium. Yeah, I'd say, yeah, two or three minutes. It is very yeah. slow. So Because when the regular wave is about to hit the student section again where it started, all of the student section is like going like the slow down motion, slow yeah. down, and they all go very slow around. Uh, and then, then, then when it gets back to the student section, then it's the fast one. It gets around the stadium in uh, like five seconds. Yeah, it, goes, it flies around the stadium. Uh, and then as soon as it gets back to the student section, then it's split, and there's two waves going at the same time. So they go, it hits the student section, basically one wave starts as if it continued going, and, and, or, and the second wave sort of bounces back from the way it came. Uh, it goes all the way around the stadium. Uh, the split is really cool. And then uh, a- after the split, it sort of ends right back at the student section. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, it's that'd be, uh, that'd be fun. It's a very highly like, coordinated wave. It sounds like Wisconsin, um, the way you describe it, probably has the most coordin has the most coordinated uh chants and activities than any stadium I've ever been to. So that sounds like a Sounds like it'd be a lot of fun, actually. Yeah, it's, it's a good time. Um, but uh, it does not make, though, uh, uh, the metal podium. Number three, uh, just general tailgating um, in and around Regent Street on Breeze Terrace. Um, anything that is that involves, ke- whether it's kegs and eggs or uh, brats in the morning, you, you can never go wrong with a good tailgate in Madison. Uh, number two, uh, Josh, the fifth quarter. Uh, the fifth quarter is yep. a, a great, great tradition. After the game is over, win, lose, doesn't matter. Uh, a lot of people in the stadium stay in the stadium, and the marching band puts on a performance, not like a show, as like a halftime show, but playing all of the all the songs, fight songs, varsity, um, usually a couple other numbers as well. It's one of the few times to catch Swingtown nowadays. That's the only time to catch Swingtown nowadays, um, which, uh, again, we can blame that again back on the student section uh, that they got rid of Swingtown. Swingtown, uh, for those of you who don't know, a fantastic song by Steve Miller Band. Steve Miller himself went to University of Wisconsin. Didn't graduate, though. Uh, but uh, Swingtown is, uh, was, for a long time, one of the staples of the uh, in-game marching band performances. Uh, but due to uh, the student section's uh, desire to have vulgar chants uh, has sort of since been eliminated from game day, only now can be seen during the fifth quarter. Um, and finally, uh, obviously, number one, the jump around. Uh, with, uh, you cannot forget, however, the great student section race beforehand. Yeah. There's, an, <laughs> there's an animated, uh, uh, each of the student section, uh, uh, the student sections, which I think are uh, J, K, L, M, N, O, M, N, O, and P. It's P, P? I think. P. I always preferred to sit in P. I was a P man. Yeah, I, I you and I usually sat in P, yeah. yeah J, K, L, M, N, O, P. <laughs> Um, or KLMNOP. Or oh, did you change your britches? Um, yeah, I always, I always brought a change for halftime. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, they, it's an animated race between animated uh, uh, characters on the screen that that are those letters. Uh, it doesn't really matter who wins because the second the, the animated race finishes, uh, jump around starts. Eighty five thousand people in the stadium are jumping up and down to. Uh, the, the sweet melodies of <laughs> um, of the of the jump around, and it is a glorious, glorious spectacle. If you've never oh, house of pain, oh yeah. So, um, all right, Josh. Well, I know that you've got you've got some other lists for us now. I think you've got what a top yeah. ten of your the games you've been to. Yeah, I've got a top ten stadium list. I've got a bottom five, and I have one uh, honorable mention that. I just couldn't find a good way to to include. Okay. Um, little disclaimer: uh, I've been to a lot of the Big Ten stadiums. 
Uh, I've been to uh, Bloomington and Champaign, um, but not on a college football game. I've been to a basketball game at Illinois. Uh, I've just driven through Bloomington. Um, I've been to Penn State for a college tour. My brother took a peek there. Um, and my parents have been to Maryland, so I've heard about Maryland, but uh, I actually haven't been to any of those locations for a game day. Uh, therefore, they are not included in my rankings in any way. Uh, these are just the places I've been to. But you want my bottom five to start with? Yeah, sure. We, we, it's been all love so far. We need all right. to hate. So the best place of the worst that I've been to, um, so obviously uh, fifth will be the dead freaking last place. But uh, let's start with Nebraska. And uh, there's a lot I really dislike about this place. First of all, they have a kind of a mini upper deck that just looks like really chintzy and kind of slapped on the stadium. And then the press box is massive and goes the entire length of the stadium. And it looks like the UFO at Soldier Field. It looks like it has no place being on the stadium. Their main stadium food, the like local fast food chain in Nebraska called Runza. These are loose meat sandwiches. These things are total crap. It's nasty. Don't eat them. Uh, like I said in our previous show, Lincoln as a town is just a blight on society. It's terrible. No need to ever go to Lincoln, Nebraska. Um, they release balloons when they score. It's really cute and dumb and feels like something a high school would do. Uh, they talk constantly about black shirts. Oh, the defense. Oh, the black shirt. When the defense takes the field, they'll have like a black pirate flag flying. Uh, really dumb. Um, they talk about their sellout streak constantly. Who cares? I certainly don't. I don't know why you talk about that. Why don't you talk about a bull streak? Why don't you talk about uh, maybe winning a conference? Who cares? Uh, and then the band is just terrible. It's one of the worst Big Ten bands I've seen. Uh, there's really very, very little redeeming about Nebraska other than if you're sitting in the lower bowl of the stadium, once you're finally in your seat and the game is going, it does have pretty good sight lines. I will concede that point. Okay. Uh, next up is the Rose Bowl for UCLA games. Uh, now, this might change. Uh, they've had a little bit of a coaching turnover, but when I went to the games, uh, literally no one showed up. It's a, like, 90,000-seat Rose Bowl stadium uh, that for UCLA games it felt like about 35,000 people showed up. And because so few people show up, the cheerleaders are trying to, like, pump up the crowd and get things going, and they're just so constantly cheering that the cheerleaders became annoying. They ring this bell constantly. That's annoying. Just, ugh, go to, go to the Rose Bowl, Rose Bowl, not a UCLA home game. Uh, next up, the OB and not the old OB, the Orange Bowl. That's where the Dolphins play. Uh, it's just a really blah pro stadium. Uh, it feels really, really far from actual Miami, and I think it is. It um, is. It's like 45 minutes away. Yeah. Um, the, the one redeeming thing about going to the Orange Bowl was they have a Super Bowl halftime show light. Uh, they put in a lot of spectacle, and that's fun to see in person. Um, I don't think it was enough fun for me to ever want to go back to the Orange Bowl, uh, but it was well, fun. Well, luckily for Miami, they put uh, Hard Rock Stadium right next to the Marlins Park in Miami, so it would be probably a little bit easier to get to and probably a little bit more fun. Um, yeah. Um, next up, Northwestern. Uh, it's a really fun place to go to if you want to feel what a home game is like away from your home stadium because so many road fans go. Uh, I have not found a place to tailgate. It's a very small stadium. It's a very old stadium. Uh, I will concede this point, though. Evanston is a really fun town. Um, it's fun for, like, a Friday night date night. Uh, it's fun after the game, especially if you have, like, an 11 o'clock game. There's plenty of restaurants, and it's fun basically at any other point other than a football Saturday. Like, when you're in the two hours in that stadium, it's just not very fun. But Evanston itself is a fun town. And that leaves dead last going to West Lafayette. Oh, it's the worst. Um, first of all, their big, like, claim to fame tradition 
a big ass drum. Why is a huge drum cool? I don't get it. Uh, their chants does that too. Their chants are terrible. They have like little, they have like little plastic uh, train whistles, and you hear them going like. Toot, 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 toot. Uh, they also have the cheer of like boiler up, and usually they combine it, so you'll hear like toot, toot, boiler up, toot, toot, boiler up, beyond annoying. Uh, the worst first down cheer I've ever heard. It goes one, two, three, four. First down, Purdue. They do that if they get the first down on a first down. So say it's first and 10, they gain 20 yards, their chant is still one, two, three, four, first down, Purdue. Uh, the stadium feels absolutely tiny. Uh, it feels smaller than Evanston, quite frankly. Uh, very meh concessions. The one thing I will concede is they do have a better tailgate than Northwestern. And so you might have a little bit more fun on that football Saturday prior to going into the stadium. And then you will hate everything about inside the stadium. That sounds about right. <laughs> that sounds about right. Coach, have you had any particularly bad game day experiences anywhere? Well, I will say this, and uh, I know I know I'm going to come off as a really big homer here, but Georgia Tech, that's where you're Georgia, going. <laughs> Georgia Tech as a game day experience is miserable. The, I'll say the redeeming qualities are that it is historic, extremely historic. It's one of the oldest in college football. Um, I will say that. Um, it does give you that home away from home feeling because uh, Georgia fans fill it up. But if you ever go to another Georgia Tech home game when they're not playing Georgia, it is miserable. It is half full most of the time. Um, it's, there's nowhere to tailgate. Um Another redeeming quality is that it's in the heart of one of the biggest cities in the country, Atlanta. Um, so there's plenty to do after the game. Uh, but, you know, tailgating before the game is, is a miserable experience. I will say, uh, as far as stadiums go, Vanderbilt is a miserable-looking – there is probably two dozen high school stadiums in the state of Texas that would, that would <laughs> dwarf Vanderbilt Stadium. So um, – it's another home away from home experience. Um, I have a question they- about. Uh, I have a question about Bobby Dodd, Coach. Um, okay. How cool is the Ramblin' Wreck for coming out? It's cool. I'll, I'll admit, I, I do like that. Um, it, it's this old car that uh, they, they drive out of. I, I do like that. that that's kind of cool. That's probably one of the only things I'll ever admit to being cool at Georgia Tech. Um, I'll never. I'll never admit to liking the song. Uh, <laughs> That's but, that's in my opinion the best fight song. It's a no, great fight song. It's a great fight song. Uh, well, they have, they have original lyrics, but I, I'm not going to admit that I, that, I, <laughs> that I I can't do that. All right, I'll well, lose my I'll lose my dog card if I do that. I can't do that. Yeah. That's um, also, the Citrus Bowl, miserable. Um, nowhere to tailgate. Can't tell, if you can't spell citrus without UT. I know. <laughs> Can't, can't do it. Um, that was a miserable experience. Uh, there's Orlando really is just kind of an overrated city, I think. Uh, Disneyland, Disney World, all that stuff. Too expensive. Uh, it wasn't really much of a bold trip. Um, we played Purdue, so that didn't help. Um, boiler up. Boiler up. We we passed by when we were driving down there. True story. We passed by the uh, the car that was towing the big ass drum. So and then we passed by a, a truck that had redesigned itself into a freight train. So um, so we, we we caught the Purdue caravan as we were traveling. They were side by side with us. All two vehicles of the Purdue caravan. <laughs> That's right. Oh, we saw all both of them. Yes. Um, and then I'll, I'll give an honorable mention. Uh, I'll start the positive switch. A dishonorable mention? Well, no. Uh, well, okay. I'll, I'll do the dishonorable mention. Um, cause I didn't go to a college football game in this stadium, but I've been inside of this stadium. Um, M&T Bank, uh, stadium. It's really a pro stadium, but sometimes I think Maryland might play there or sometimes they do Army Navy there. Um, as a stadium, it's kind of like a bland college, uh, pro football stadium. Um, but other than that, you know, Soldier Field was, was other than the giant UFO-looking 
uh, design. It's actually pretty cool because uh, they kept part of the old stadium. So I thought that was kind of cool. So those are, those are my couple random dishonorable mentions of like blah, not, you know, kind of boring. All right. Well, Josh, um, I, I did not do a, a, a top 10. I instead went with a, a personal bucket list. So why don't we go and do your uh, top 10, uh, your top 10 yeah, no problem. experiences, and then we can hit we can <clears throat> the bucket list and after that. Yeah. Uh, so my honorable mention, uh, I went with the Rose Bowl, and the problem was it just didn't feel right ranking it with the others because it's a once per season game mm-hmm. and, and bulls are just, you know, I've been fortunate enough to be to the Rose bowl two or three times and the orange bowl. And they're just, they're extremely expensive. They're kind of like a once in a lifetime thing, especially these upper, upper bowls. And I, I've been fortunate enough that Wisconsin and Iowa played on them. So I've managed to, uh, to go for a reason and living in LA for a while also helped with travel and stuff. But I, I just don't know if I'll ever be back to these games, but the Rose bowl, you know, great, great tailgating on that golf course. Oh, yeah. Um, the beautiful scenery with the mountains around the stadium and the sunset and the late afternoon kickoff. It's, it's, yeah. it's fabulous. Yeah. Um, I, I like that. They let the bands play the halftime show. That's really cool. Uh, it's a bowl stadium, so there's no bad seats. You're not going to be chucked up on an upper deck somewhere with bad sight lines. You're guaranteed to have good sight lines. Um, and because they've hosted the Rose Bowl since, like, 1915 or something ridiculous, they know what they're doing. There's really fast, efficient concessions. There's no, uh, you know, you might get in a line at a concession, but you'll be surprised how fast that line moves. I've never really seen a line for a bathroom. They just, they know what they're doing. It's really well run. Um, So if you're fortunate enough to get to the Rose Bowl, you know, if your team qualifies for the Rose Bowl, it it might be a once in a lifetime trip, but you got to go. You got to go. Absolutely. It's a, I I, I second all of that. It's, it's a wonderful experience. And, And I wish I was more inclined to be able to go to Georgia's Rose Bowl last year because it was obviously one of the most entertaining games of the of the last you know ten Rose Bowls. But um, yeah, I, I'm gonna second everything you say. I I, I want to go to that um, for all of those reasons. So if Georgia ever goes back, I'm gonna try to make sure that I make it out there. Yeah. All right. So my top ten, uh, starting with number ten, I'm going down to Tempe. Uh, good old Sun Devil Stadium, home of Sparky. Uh, they have some really cool mountains around the stadium. Really, really good concessions. Uh, the, the downside for me is it just has the feel of a pro stadium. It was uh, originally built for the Cardinals when they moved there. and uh, It just kind of has that 1970s vibe, feel pro stadium vibe. Uh, they, they've done some work on it, and I think it'll eventually get there. But um, at least in my experience, it, it's something like, in game day atmosphere was lacking a little bit. Uh, number well, and then they got Herm Edwards, so I'm sure it'll make it better. Uh, yeah, I think at some point down the line, far down the line, like 2025, when he's gone, the athletic director's gone, <laughs> they figured stuff out. It might be good again. Um, my number nine is Spartan Stadium in East Lansing. Uh they have some kind of, like, goofy Spartan stuff. Like, they wear these hats. They have these 300 chants. It, it could get annoying like Purdue, but I actually kind of thought it was fun and funny, and I, I didn't think they did it too much. They kind of bought in with the Spartan name but didn't, like, beat it to death like a big drum and giving every student a train whistle. Um, East Lansing is a party town, so you're going to have a good tailgate. You're going to have good bars to go to. Uh, it's affectionately or not so affectionately called East Trashling by a lot of Big Ten people. Uh, they are known for burning sofas, so you get a little bit of a Morgantown vibe in East Lansing. Um, I have had to sit in their upper deck, and I have to say it's one of the better upper decks I've been in. It still feels like you're close to the action, uh, so good sight lines. Big downside, though, gents, uh, unless they've recently remodeled them, you do not want to use a bathroom at Spartan Stadium. Uh, is it the trough? 
Oh my god, yeah. And just okay. it's like it's probably the worst bathroom I've been to at a stadium. Oh right. I mean, that's the inside information you need. Uh, that, that, that's what we're here for. All right, well, uh, what have we got next? Number number eight? Number seven? Number eight, yeah. Arizona. Uh, Tucson, great college town. Uh, I think it's probably a little bit bigger than your traditional college town, but it still had that feel of a really good college town. This should not be a surprise, but outstanding Mexican food. Uh, really cool desert scenery and stuff. Fun place to take a drive, uh, especially if they have a night game, you know, Get your rental car, go see some scenery, stuff like that. Um, a really, really great stretch of Tucson, all these restaurants and bars, is walkable to the stadium. Uh, they've been doing some remodeling, so I was there during some construction. It looks great now on TV now that they finished uh, their projects. Um, the stadium itself, uh, I've been to better ones, but since we're including, you know, traditions and just vibe of a game day, uh, I really, really like Tucson as a town, so that's why I put Arizona at eighth. Uh, seventh, this is going to be a little bit of a surprise to outsiders potentially, but Jack Trice Stadium in Ames. Outstanding tailgate, A++ tailgate. Uh, I said last time it's one of the few stadiums where you can leave at halftime, get a stamp, go have a few beers, come back in. That's awesome. Ames is an extremely fun, small college town. The Iowa State fans are insane. They're so passionate. Uh, if there's any school that I would love to see have, like, a breakthrough season and go 11-1 and naturally losing to Iowa, it, it would be Iowa State. I mean, those fans show up. They can be 0-10, and, and they're showing up for their senior day. Like, they're, they're crazy. So that makes a, that makes a game fun when you're – Fans are that passionate. One downside, they have some really cheesy sound effects like a stadium, uh, like the uh, tornado siren and stuff. Feels a little high school-y at times with doing that. Uh, sixth, TCF Bank Stadium up in Minneapolis. Uh, St. Paul, the Twin Cities. It's a brand spanking new stadium, so as a result, you're going to have great amenities, wonderful concessions. They know how to put in enough bathrooms to accommodate people because it's not built in 1920. Uh Really good parking lot for tailgating. Uh, just a gorgeous view of the skyline from the seats. Um, I, I really love it, quite frankly. If I'm going to downgrade it for anything, it's their first down chant, which is, that's another Minnesota first down. Uh, my dad likes to make fun of it by saying, that's another Iowa City first down. It makes no sense. It's a bad joke, but I always <laughs> laugh when he says it. Um, and then another downside for Minnesota. The Minnesota Rouser is a tr- truly special fight song in that it is awful. <laughs> now, right. to my, now uh, should I do my top five or should I cap it there? Hit it. All right, my top five. Uh, heading on down to Columbia. South Carolina has a strong tailgate environment. That Cockies 2001 and team entrance is really, really cool to see in person. Great Jumbotron. Felt like... Um, even if you don't have a great sight line, you can double check something on that Jumbotron and be able to see it up close. I had a great time down in South Carolina. My number four is Ohio Stadium. Uh, it's one of those places where just the sheer size turns into a spectacle. Uh, I have I was in the upper deck and I have never felt higher up in a stadium. Uh, just a crazy upper deck. It was really weird. If you're afraid of heights, uh, maybe don't sit in the cheap seats like we did. Um, the script Ohio, I got to say, is really overrated, and it's an easy march because you're just in single file and it gets exposed way too much on TV. But inside the stadium, you feel this energy. Like, all the home fans know, all right, script Ohio's coming. We're a few minutes away from the team running out, and you can kind of feel the energy. Script Ohio is much better in person than watching on TV. Number three, Michigan Stadium. Uh, the reason I have a little bit of – a little bit ahead of Ohio State, is since there's a bowl, you're not going to have a bad seat despite the size of it. So the upper deck, I felt really high, felt hard to see stuff that was directly below our upper deck. You don't have that in Ann Arbor. Uh, Amazing concessions. It's a beautiful stadium from the outside. Since it's a bowl dug into the ground, it's kind of got a low profile as a stadium. It's all brick around the outside. Uh, Their tailgate situation is on point. I love Michigan Stadium. Number two is the Coliseum. Good tailgate 
despite being in Los Angeles. Great food inside, the best food I've ever seen inside a stadium. I love how they light the torch between the third and fourth quarters. Uh, Revelry, that's the white horse, the Trojan dude, and the band. Uh, They can be a tad corny. They play maybe a little bit too much during the game, but they're all above average traditions. I've certainly seen worse things like a big-ass drum. And then finally, my number one, I would go to Clemson again in a heartbeat. You got Howard's Rock. You got running down that hill. You've got Tiger Rag. Before the sun went down, we had a beautiful view of the lake just outside the stadium. They shoot off cool little fireworks when the team runs out, when they score, things like that. And you guys know me. I buy a stadium cup from every stadium I've been to. I've kept them. I use them for water and pop and stuff. Clemson's Stadium Cups were the biggest I've ever seen, like eight foot tall. So if you, if you need a soda, Clemson Stadium, or not Clemson Stadium, Clemson, South Carolina, you know, Death Valley, get yourself the biggest stadium glass I've ever seen. I love Clemson. All right. Yeah. Uh, Clemson from what, whatever is pretty fantastic coach. I know you've been there a couple of times. Yeah. I've been there a couple of times. Um, I can second everything he just said, a great environment. I would, um, I would go back there numerous times, um, over it, It's, it's really fun. It's really loud. Uh, one of the things I really love is at halftime, you can go out, tailgate some more and then come right back in. Um, I like that. And just, you know, it's, it's, it's a great environment. I mean, it's probably one of the loudest stadiums I've ever been into. Um, so they, they get a check mark in every positive category for me. So um, with that said, I will kind of just run through some of the ones that I've liked uh, in no particular order uh, because they're all number two anyway. So um, <laughs> I, I'll, I'll give you my – the first one I'm going to give you is a non-game experience. Um, but I've been inside the stadium on the field level, and it is mesmerizing, and it, it, it just seems like it goes on forever and ever. That's Daryl Royal Memorial Stadium, and uh, that's in Austin, Texas, at the University of Texas. I was telling Matt I did an impromptu tour of their – self-guided impromptu tour of their athletic facilities. A.K.A. walking. AKA we broke in and uh, I walked out onto the field to the 50 yard line and just looked up in amazement of how just vast that stadium is. So, so coach, I have a funny story about Texas. I haven't been there firsthand. I can't, I cannot confirm or deny this, but uh, one of my brother's roommates from college or housemates, I should say, uh, went to Texas for grad school. So all these Michigan boys go down to Austin for a game. They're sitting in the section behind Bevo, and let's just say they all thought the stadium smelled like a state fair, to be polite, and they were all pretty underwhelmed with having a farting, pooping cow in front of them for three hours. Yeah, that, that, that can't be fun. Uh, like I said, Bevo was, was absent from the stadium when I was there, so um, I didn't get the state fair uh, experience, but um, – <laughs> As an actual stadium, um, I will book my tickets away from Bevo so I don't get that experience. So, um, also want to talk about um, Neyland Stadium. Uh, they've done massive renovations to it, so uh, the feel of it is a lot better than it was. Um, I used to call it the giant erector set. That's what it. That's what it looked like. Um, but you go inside the game to watch a game. It is so loud in there. Uh, the fans are so pumped up, and of course. Um, annoyingly, they play Rocky Top. It's a we, we might have to bleep this section out, but admittedly, it's kind of a catchy, cool fight song. But they play it so excessively <laughs> that it makes you want to blow your brains out. Um, they they play it, you know. If they gain a yard, it's 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 Rocky Top time. It's second and it's, a little, it's, a it's second and nine. Yeah. Second and nine, Tennessee. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Butch Jones had an aneurysm. They actually would celebrate that. So. <laughs> um, but yeah, that, that's kind of the, the the joke of the uh, the passionate Tennessee fans. But no, that it was actually a fun fun get, uh, game to go to. You can tailgate right there on the river with the Ball Navy. 
Um, they have plenty of good tailgating spots, a lot of great traditions. Um, so it's a good place to go to. It's an extremely hostile environment uh, for road teams. They, what they do as an athletic department is they split the tickets so that the away fans are separated enough where they can't really make any noise. So uh, they do a good job there, a little bit of gamesmanship, as if, uh, if you will. So um, very, very fun game to go to, um, win or lose. Um, I've, I've been for both. I've been for both a win and an embarrassing loss. Uh, pretty, pretty cool college town, um, despite being in the, uh, surrounded by a big city. It still has a college town feel, uh, kind of like Tucson, and you're in the Smoky Mountains, so that doesn't that doesn't hurt. So um, that being said, I uh, hope hope the Vols go 0 12. But um, anyway, uh, Jordan Air, uh, Auburn University, uh, great environment, phenomenal tailgating. Um, it is a quaint college town. If you've ever been to Clemson, um, just take away the lake, and that's what Auburn is. Um, it's a great college town, great stadium, extremely loud, passionate fans, another hostile environment for road teams. Um, just the, the, the passion level, the knowledge of the fans uh, have for uh, college football is in, insane. The rivalry they have with Alabama is, you know, family dividing and all that stuff. So um, a lot of the traditions where they fly the eagle – uh, around the stadium is, is really cool to see in person. Um, see the see the team run out with the with the smoke from emerging from the st- student section. There's not a even in the upper decks of of Jordan Air. It, it's still everything's so tight in that stadium that those are still really good seats. So uh, really enjoyed that. Um, the Doak Doak Campbell. Can you got can you guys hear me? Yeah. Um. Doak Campbell Stadium is phenomenal. Um, the the the, Seminole, the war chant, Chief Osceola planting the flaming spear. Um, it doesn't matter who's in town. Florida State's always going to sell out their stadium. I went to a Florida State Duke game because uh, they were honoring uh, all the past varsity lettermen. It was a homecoming, and um, so my dad took me down there and took a friend of mine when I was a freshman in high school, and I was just blown away at what Florida State had to offer. Obviously, we didn't really tailgate much. Our tailgate consisted of going to alumni events and things like that. So, Did you um, hit, uh, hit the Sod Cemetery? Yes. Yeah, my, uh, my dad took me around on a tour the day before. Um, that, we, that, we toured. Is, that is something that I would be really interested in going to. Yeah, he pointed the games that he participated in uh, in the Sod Cemetery over by the, over by the uh, on the practice field. So uh, I thought that was really cool. Um, it's just really nice looking. Everything's really good. The I don't remember any amenities being uh, bad. So, uh, but Doak Campbell's really cool. Uh, Chief, seeing Chief Osceola alone is worth the price of admission. So, um, and then what other stadium was I going to talk about? Um, well, Clemson. I kind of stole my thunder with Clemson. Seeing the team running down the hill is one of the coolest things. Um, I got caught up in the crowd actually, so I didn't I didn't see too much of the team running down. Uh, I was kind of at a bad angle. I saw him walking past and emerge disappearing over the over the hill. Um, so I saw him rubbing Howard's Rock and all that stuff. Um, so I thought that was really cool. And then, uh, so yeah, that that kind of concludes my list. My bucket list: I do want to go to a Rose Bowl game. I want to uh, hit a few Big Ten sites like Iowa, uh, Wisconsin, Michigan, Ohio State. Um, I want to see firsthand how miserable Purdue is just because you guys talk about it so much. I just want to experience that. Um, You're I want to go punishment. Apparently I, I am. Uh, I want to go to a, ro- uh, a bowl game at Yankee stadium just to see how they redesign the field. That just intrigues me for whatever reason. Um, oh, I know what game I was going to talk about the Georgia dome. Um, now with the Georgia dome being probably two miles from Georgia tech, it's a vast difference in the tailgating experience from the Georgia dome to Georgia Tech, because the Georgia Dome is in a part of Atlanta where it's more open. Uh, it's not quite jammed in there like like Georgia Tech is, because I feel like Atlanta was just kind of built up around Georgia Tech almost. The Georgia Dome was built in 1993, so they had to kind of put it where they could have space. So there's actually, like, people, people tailgate, um, and I've never seen this anywhere else, but people really tailgate in the parking decks, uh, there's open areas. There's a big, massive RV lot that that where all the fun takes place. So, um, if you ever get a chance to go to an SEC championship, go. 
Uh, the Peach Bowl tailgating is not as good because sometimes it's, you know, or it used to be. It's not this way anymore, but it used to be like a miserable matchup. Um, but if LSU is in the Georgia Dome, you need to go and you need to go to the RV lot because you'll see some very interesting things uh, going on in that parking lot. And usually the implications of the game are big, so it's got that great energy and feel to it. So obviously there. And then, of course, the uh, New Orleans Superdome. Um, it's a great place to watch college football. The implications of being in the Sugar Bowl obviously help magnify that, but the city of New Orleans doesn't really need that much help as far as the, the pregame scene. It's probably the best non-traditional – I said this in our last show. It's the best non-traditional tailgating scene in the country. Um, you know, you just walk up and down Bourbon Street the day of the game, um, and that gives you plenty to do. Uh, the stadium, you need to be an experienced mountain climber if you're going to sit in the upper deck because <laughs> it's very steep. The, the, the stairs are very tall, and uh, they – it, they sell beer there, so like you're you got like armfuls of beer, and you're trying to navigate these steps, and it gets pretty tricky. So um, I've been to two sugar bowls, uh, sat in the upper deck for one of them, and sat uh, front row in the end zone for the other one. Um, and the fact that they have an extremely Cajun announcer makes it really fun because he butchers every name in that Cajun accent, so it's actually kind of funny. Um, and then. What, uh, speaking, another kind well, speak, of, speaking about New Orleans, uh, I really, really want to see Tulane's new on-campus stadium. I think that'd be a fun trip. Do a little Bourbon Street, go up to the Garden District, catch a game at Yeoman Stadium, see yeah, Tulane football back on campus where it should be. Uh, I, I think that could be a really fun trip, quite frankly. I think we might have to have a, a group trip there sometime soon then. Um, well, when we hit the big time, we, we can go – we can, do we can go remote. on a tour. We can go. We can go do a remote. That sounds yeah, fantastic. We can go on tour. So well, to speak. so I, I've broken down my bucket list into uh, a, a couple different, you know, categories. I would say. Um, so you guys have already hit a couple of them. So I don't have to get into all of them. But uh, for the tailgating, we did a podcast on that uh, last week. Obviously, Ole Miss is the pinnacle of tailgate. For the pageantry, I want to go to an Army-Navy game, uh, pr- preferably in uh, – I don't care if it's in Philadelphia or Baltimore. Um, do they play it anywhere else? Oh, they played at the Washington Stadium, I think, as well sometimes. Yeah, I, I think they stopped doing that. They play, they play it in Philly, I think, 90% of the time. And okay. they'll play it in Baltimore um, yeah. occasionally. Yeah. They'll play it in Baltimore. Um, I really want to go to Albertson Stadium, uh, a.k.a. the home of the Smurf Turf, uh, just to see the blue field in person. I, I think mm-hmm. I cannot imagine what that would be like. Um, for as far as uh, in-game, you know, pre- or like pre-game traditions in the stadium, traditions in the stadium, things like that, you guys have already mentioned Clemson and Florida State and Michigan. Uh, obviously, all of those, whether it's Michigan's entrance with the uh, the National M Club supports you for Michigan or Howard's Rock or Chief Osceola. Uh, the one you guys didn't actually talk about, um, I uh, have always wanted to go to Folsom Field um, and see Ralphie's run at Colorado. Uh, just the idea of a, a bison rumbling along the, uh, you know, the entire length of the football field is fascinating um, and quite dangerous, which is uh, also fascinating. Um, marching bands, you guys talked about Ohio State dotting the I in Ohio Stadium. Uh, Coach, when you talked about Nayland Stadium, though, you didn't talk about uh, Tennessee splitting the T. Uh, I was, uh, you know, I, I do a little uh, driving for lift on the side, and I was uh, driving a member of the Tennessee marching band the other day, and he was telling me that, uh, you know, probably the biggest thrill for him every time is still splitting the tee and having all of the players run through it uh, on TV. It looks pretty cool. I can't imagine what it's like in person. Um, uh, as far as student sections go, uh, I've heard great things about the Muss, which is uh, Utah's student section. Josh, have you heard anything about them? Uh, no, other than Utah's supposed to be one of the tougher Pac-12 road trips between the altitude, the stadium, uh, yeah, so the stadium only holds about 40,000, 45,000. Yeah, but but they do one of those funky things where it traps the sound really exactly. well. Exactly. It's one of the loudest uh, sections in uh, in in the country. Uh, the MUS uh, is an acronym, it stands for the Mighty Utah Student Section. Um, and they get really into it. Um, the other student section, uh, go in FCS for a second, uh, uh, UPenn, uh, at, during the 
uh, during, between the third and fourth quarters, while Wisconsin students are jumping around, U Penn students are tossing toast on the field um, <laughs> because the the final line of uh, one of their uh, one of their game day songs, which is called "Drink a Highball," uh, the last line is "Here's a toast, dear old Penn." And when they say that, they throw toast on the field, um, and then. This is, I'm not even making this up. They have a toast Zamboni that comes and picks up all the toast that's been thrown on the field. Um, it's incredible. I think that is such a fabulous tradition. I want to be part of that. Um, after game, Josh mentioned it. This happens in Michigan State. Also happens in West Virginia. I want to burn a couch um, because I, I think that's something everyone should do once in their life. Um, and, uh, also editors know you haven't lived until you burn a couch. Um, as an environmentalist, I am morally opposed to tumor's corner because of the amount of giant waste of toilet paper that it causes. Um, so many trees are killed every day or every game day for tumor's corner. Uh, and it, and it upsets me. So, uh, <laughs> um, well, I'll, I'll do my bucket list then. Cause you guys did your bucket list. Uh, full disclaimer, I want to see every stadium. Um, like, I, I think a trip to Pullman in the Palouse would be fun. But <clears throat> if I only got to see three more stadiums the rest of my life, uh, I think the three that I would just love, love, love to see would be Beaver Stadium during a whiteout up there in Penn State. That's on my list for sure. Uh, I have always wanted to see the good old uh, Seminoles do their crazy run out and coach. You, you talked about that so eloquently. Uh, I'd love to see that in person. And it, it looks phenomenal on TV. Coach, you talked about how good their fans tailgate even at road games, but I would love to be in Baton Rouge for a night game. Ooh, yeah, that's fun. Be an insane environment. Yeah, Baton Rouge. It, it would, is insane environment. Um, would be great. Well, I think that's going to end up doing it for us here uh, today. Unless uh, you guys have any final words. Uh, well, um, hey, go ahead, coach. I, I just uh, envision what these stadiums would be like in person when I watch these games, and um, I might be more keen to some of the traditions because um, all the stadiums I've been to, I've I've kind of grazed over some of the traditions because of tailgating and probably tailgating probably going a little too hard on the paint sometimes but um that's that's neither here nor there so um but yeah this was a, this was an extremely fun show it just kind of uh helped me remember what these stadiums were like so um and and what i've enjoyed about them so that was it was very good to to finally get this show in um, yeah, that's actually really funny that you mentioned that, Coach, because my last thing that I was going to say was uh, I, I inherited this trait from my dad, but whenever he sees a new stadium, he wants to catch the band. And so uh, we have always wrapped up our tailgating in plenty of time. I have never missed a band at any of the new stadiums I've been to. Uh, that way you get to just experience the, the full-on game day environment and – I know it's tough to put those beers down, but for people making trips to to a stadium for their first time ever, you, you got to catch that band. It's only 20 minutes early to get into the stadium, but do it. You'll see some special stuff. Uh, I, I cannot recommend that enough. Well, the two times I've been to Knoxville, I've missed the running of the tee because I was wedged into the uh, tunnel uh, trying to get out to my seat. So I'd gotten there 30 minutes early to see to see that, and I missed it because I was wedged in a mass of people trying to get to to their seats. So um, that's one thing that the giant director set needs to probably uh, figure out. But um, one last cool fact um, that I'll leave you with is one of the most fun game experiences for me, probably the most fun, um, the pinnacle of it all, was actually a spring game at the University of Georgia when I was a member of the campus radio station. And we were privileged enough to be able to uh, provide the radio broadcast of the G-Day football game. So that was fun to sit in the, the home radio booth and uh, get that vantage point of Sanford Stadium. So uh, I'll leave you guys with that. Yeah. All right. 
Sounds good. Well, uh, that's going to do it for us here today on Illegal Motion. So uh, I want to thank uh, both uh, our own offensive coordinator, the coach, Corey Burton, and our intrepid blogger from Big Ten Accounting, Josh Cook, uh, and say so long and see you next time. On yeah, the- actually, actually, Matt, quick, quick plug about the blog. Now that we're approaching the season, the uh, getting some more new content up there, going to be having Illinois Best case, worst case, and prediction going up later today. A little bit of a spoiler. I got Illinois winning four games. Find out which four I think they can win. Wow, that's uh, that's five more than I have. That's ambitious. <laughs> I have them going negative one in 13. Uh, they, they got a pretty easy schedule, so. Yeah, no, I just uh... – We'll see. We'll see. Um, Anyhow, well, thanks for the plug, Josh. And, yeah, make sure to check out the blog. Make sure to stay subscribed and leave us a rating and review on iTunes. And we will see you next time. Oh, yeah. Thanks for listening to the Illegal Motion College Football Podcast. To get in touch with the show, email us at illegalmotionpodcast at gmail.com or follow us on Twitter at illegal underscore motion. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.